Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. It is October already. I know this year's going by way, way too fast, although to be fair, people say that about every year, so you know, take of that as you will. Mercedes reportedly paid Williams $13 million for Botas. That's a lot just for a driver, and I kind of hope Williams put that money to good use for their car. Not that not that their car is necessarily bad, but to improve. Unless $13 million is like, you know, pennies to them, and they can't do anything with it. Anything meaningful, I should say. In which case, you really need to figure out what's meaningful with $13 million! Or whatever currency they paid Williams. Well, Williams a British team, I believe, so... Yeah, 13 million pounds. This year might tap into EV market with affordable models. Peugeot 5000 based pickup it will will not happen. Not not even slightly. Hurricane Irma and Harvey could create first car sales increase all year. If you didn't know, we've actually been in a declining automotive sales, and that honestly doesn't really surprise me. We've got so so many vehicles on the roads and a lot of used ones to the point where oh oh wait sorry first car sales. For, yeah, that doesn't have to do with that. That's probably more millennials having more buying power than the baby boomers now. Jaguar Land Rover remaining committed to diesels in North America. Volkswagen's Dieselgate total bill is now approaching 30 billion. Billion. I know VW, or VAG, I guess, has a lot of money. Do they have 30 billion, though, to spend on this? Or, oh, wait, no. Oh, yeah, total bill. So, it's, so at least of them. Oh, gosh. Yeah, still. That's, that's a lot going towards basically fixing a problem that shouldn't have been a problem in the first place. Effie Frangvito, I think I got that right, as Fane or as Fawn, hypercar lands in Monaco and comes from space. It does look quite pottish though, and that's not necessarily a compliment. China pushing forward plan to replace fossil fuel cars with EVs. Study finds being dehydrated is as bad as having alcohol in your blood as your concentration is at 0.8% apparently. Oh wait, no, it's as bad as having a blood alcohol alcohol sorry concentration of 0.8%, which is probably the amount of alcohol in your blood and the concentration of it, which frankly is kind of self-explanatory. Say at Atika SUV graduates from the DFA Tuning School. Probably doesn't have three, well, it may have 300 horsepower. New Buick Regal, well, actually I need to clarify, not from the factory, from that tuning company. New Buick Regal gets standard active hood in China to protect pedestrians, something the Volvo V40 had in 2012, a very long, five years ago. And Buick is only now putting it in the Regal. I mean, not to undermine the achievement, but once again, this isn't necessarily a new technology. Volvo have done this for five years with their with their V40, I believe. It's not the XZ, XC V40, or the XC40, it's the V40. But still, and this ties into what I was saying. I think just last week, whatever happened to that? Unless they trademarked it, which would be interesting. Because then they'd probably have to sue Buick for that. Unless it's the same technology, but not created the same way. But then again, it's still the same technology. So, eh, I don't know, I'm split. BAC Mono goes for a wondrous Scandinavian road trip because they can. In fact, you know what? Whatever happened to that... Weren't they supposed to make a two-seat mono or something, or a three-seat mono? Whatever happened to that? Toyota's building hybrid powertrains in America for the first time. Although I'm pretty sure they build, you know, cars here as well. Not not necessarily the powertrains, but them building powertrains here for the first time 
isn't as amazing as it sounds, considering they built the rest of the car here anyway. 2018 Honda Civic sedan priced from $18,840, and the coupe is starting from $19,250. Also, side note, how many of you guys knew that the Nissan Sushi is now being sold here in America as the Rogue Sport? I've seen the commercials, but I didn't realize it, and then I was hearing stuff on Car Throttle about, oh yeah, we have the Rogue Sport, and I was like, what the mess is the Rogue Sport? It's the Sushi in Europe being sold here. And I personally think it's mess, that, especially because they're calling it Rogue Sport. I mean, I guess you can kind of see where it'd be a sporty rogue. I'm just like, why? Why did we need that here? Anywho, Nissan suspends vo vehicle registrations in Japan after botched inspections. Oh, dearie me. After Volvo, Geely now completes their acquisition of Lotus. That's right, Lotus is now Chinese-owned, and that's actually a good thing. Let's see what they can do with that extra cash flow. California lawmaker wants to stop gas and diesel car sales after 2040. Eh. Toyota is working on updated versions of the Forerunner, Sequoia, and Tundra, something that they're long overdue to be doing. Police reportedly arrest former Volkswagen engine boss Wolfgang Hatz over Dieselgate. Fiat 500L lineup gets new City Cross Special Edition. Volkswagen trying to win back your affection with new 60-year, 72,000-mile warranty. Because the odd years and the odd number in the warranty is going to make you, wow, it's going to make you go, oh, wow, that's interesting. It's not just a standard five-year, 100,000-mile warranty or seven-year, 70,000-mile warranty. This is different. The numbers aren't equal. I must use this. Yeah, that's going to work. 2019 BMW Z4 with production light stays close to the concept. You know things are bad when a spy shot's most revealing part is the headlights. Ford Fiesta 2 ditch EcoBoost 3-cylinder in the U.S. I thought they were supposed to ditch the Fiesta as a whole. Whatever, though. Volkswagen Tiguan R test car spotted again! Although, apparently, it's not what it looks like. Toyota, Mazda, and Denso to build EVs from a joint vet venture. New Honda Sports EV heading to Tokyo Show for a premiere, and it looks really cool. Mostly because it looks like it has long hood, short deck proportions, and I love those proportions! Can't get enough of those proportions. Jaguar Land Rover models to adopt new new naming strategy for 2018 models and upwards, and supposedly it's supposed to be even more confusing, which is great. Sarcasm intensifies. Ford to deploy self-driving vehicles with lift. Dyson wants to make a range of electric vehicles. That's right. Dyson is going to get into the automotive game. Good grief. Ford recalls F-Series models in three campaigns, including the 2018 F-150 Raptor. 2018 Audi A6 Sport reportedly coming to the U.S. from $52,175. New Alfa Romeo Stelvio Quadrifoglio smashes Nürburgring record for SUVs at 7 minutes 51.7. And the only thing I wonder about that is why, why didn't FCA take the ACR to the ring? That, that's the only thing that that brings up for me. It's really cool that it went, honestly, quite ridiculously fast, especially with the SUVs, but still, if they could do that, why you know ACR? That, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> FCA to discuss diesel emissions settlement. Porsche 911 GT2 RS inspires Forza Motorsport 7 controller, something they didn't do when you had the Viper on the Forza Horizon 1 cover back in 2012. Just saying. 
2018 Hyundai Accent Touchdown in the U.S., and I quite like it. Looks pretty good. You'll be able to see it on my blog. The links for the articles, anyway. Need for Speed Payback gets Forza Style Open World. Not only this, but there's no cops in the free room, which some people aren't happy about. Others are. Me? I'm actually not too fussed. Because quite honestly, if I remember correctly, Rivals cops would take... would basically come at you for anything. Just just being near the cop car, they'd come and yank you over in a minute. Need for Speed Most Wanted 2012 was actually a lot better for this. You could drive along just fine, even somewhat briskly, and they wouldn't actually come after you. So, I don't know, I'm not actually all that displeased with no cops in the open world. And also, the open world is massive. Very, very big. I cannot wait to get into that open world. Ford thinks the world needs a $100,000 F450 luxury work truck. And while I think it's frankly overpriced, there is actually a market for luxury trucks. There are people that buy trucks for the luxury of them. This is not a new thing. Will I agree that they've gone too far though and that 100,000 is too much? Absolutely. Aston Martin Quintinescence AM37S hits Monaco with 1,040 horsepower and it actually looks pretty cool to me. I'm not a boat guy nor a bike guy, but I quite like the way that that boat looks. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Now, we'll see you all after a word from our sponsors. I have a special announcement to make. You can now go on Amazon.com, type in the search bar, Cody's Car Conundrum, and now you can find all of my new merch. And you can even buy a t-shirt that says, I listen to Cody's Car Conundrum. Yeah, telling people that you listen to such an awesome podcaster like me. That's not any kind of self-promotion at all. <laughs> but yes, all you have to do is go to Amazon.com, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then buy the shirts you want. Hello, we're back. Too good to be true. New Bugatti Chiron listed for 3.49 million euros, I think. Which I think is probably nearly like 2.9 million dollars. Oh wait, no, no. It's apparently 4.9 million dollars. Huh, that's interesting. I wouldn't say it's too good to be true in terms of cheapness. I'd say it's too good to be true in terms of expense, because that is ridiculously expensive. Nissan's fully loaded and blinged 2018 Armada Platinum Reserve is out now. It's been revealed. MV Agusta unveils Lewis Hamilton approved F4 LH44 bike. Mercedes sells more London taxis than the London taxi company itself. That, wow, that's an insult. McLaren shows Hyper GT Mule or Mull with F1 inspired center driving position. And in this image, it looks kind of kind of freaky, actually. See, just seeing the guy stare at the camera from the middle of the car, kind of, it almost looks, it almost looks like Photoshop, but it's not. Jaguar's Out of This World XESV project priced from over 188000 and I think, well, $188,000, and also I thought we already touched on that. Future electric Audis will be produced across the world. 2020 BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe spotted again, this time in base trim. Lamborghini will be the last car maker to offer fully autonomous driving. Facelift the Maserati Gran Turismo to set UK customers back 94,285 pounds, or nearly, probably like $104,000. Maybe 106. 2018 Mitsubishi Outlander Fed lands in the US from $35,535. Schumacher's Ferrari F2001 could be your new track toy as it's going on sale at an auction. Bentley Continental GT3 wins its first major championship. Ram Longhorn, South Fork, and Lone Star Silver Editions shine in Texas. Kia Stinger expected to start at $32,795, and that would be very cheap for a fun sports sedan. BHP Boss says 2017 has been a tipping point. 
for EVs, and he is not wrong even in the slightest. Although I kind of think that was a year ago. In 2016. Well, late 2016. BMW 2 Star 8 Series production in 2018. Volkswagen wants to trademark ID Streetmate. But why? Personally, I don't think Streetmate's a good name, but whatever. Amazon Alexa coming to all BMW Mini models from mid-2018. PSA and Changang, I think. We'll launch a new one-ton pickup by 2020. Hyundai i30 and Racer heading to SEMA show, which is cool. Although it's probably going to be called the Elantra because it's an Elantra in America. Anywho, Audi reveals new Formula E Racer, the e-tron FE04. Lotus SUV could be closer than ever, thanks to Geely. Facelift in 2019 BMW 7 Series to adopt more dynamic styling and new tech. Fiber-powered BMW M3 is an absolute beast and it's absolutely awesome. Resvani teases new extreme utility vehicle dubbed Tank. About the most misleading thing to dub a vehicle ever. Also, we have found a peek inside the new 2019 Ram 1500. And I really quite like the way that it looks. Well, inside and outside the new Ram 1500. Row Watch is the sleek automotive timepiece you can actually afford. Not that I really care for watches that way. MGXS Compact SUV will come on sale this fall in the UK. Tesla to switch from NVIDIA to Intel's chipset for its in infotainment systems. California considers banning ICE vehicles, and if you don't know what ICE means, it's internal combustion engine vehicles. Jaguar Land Rover developing tech to predict weather. If every news station is anything to go by, it's gonna stink. <laughs> also, can I just point out, all this banning of the ICE vehicles is A, completely un unrealistic, but B, misplaced. If you don't know why I say misplaced, then please go watch What the Health. Go watch What the Health and you'll see what I mean. If anything, I might even link it in my uh, in the description of this episode of the podcast. Volvo's going to build the next XC90 in America. Daniel Kvyat's out. Paris Gasly. Gasly. Whatever. In Toro Rosso. New Porsche 911 GT2 RS has destroyed the Huracan Pafomantes ring time by 6 minutes 47 seconds point three, which is ridiculously fast. However, I'd like to make a point. One of the developers, or someone at Porsche has said, oh, well, you don't have to set up the 911 GT2 RS, or we didn't have to set it up to get that time. Uh, he's kind of lying. Why? Because they've been testing the 911 GT2 RS all this time, so every setting that could be needed possible to get that time has been done during testing when they were developing the 911 GT2 RS. So it's not just a, you know, plug-and-play type supercar. They did do testing to get that set up. Not that it's not impressive, but what he's saying isn't completely true at all. Nonetheless, still an impressive time. The Grand Tour opens ticket applications at new Cotswold Studio. Dubai announces free charging and free registration for EVs. BMW i8 Spider to benefit from greater range. Which frankly, that that's kind of the only thing to be said for EVs, that they can all be that they can all benefit from greater range. And maybe maybe less charging time as well. You'll have to use the touchscreen to adjust the Tesla Model 3's wipers. As if cars weren't getting distracting enough. Land Rover Discovery Sport could gain hybrid option next year. Audi's new RS4 and RS5 Carbon Edition slash up to 176 pounds or 80 kilograms. Hyperloop 1 needs 24 billion to build 360 mile route in a route, sorry, in Colorado, even though E470 was supposed to be the same thing, yet they never quite finished. Finished the, okay, history lesson. E470 was supposed to be this giant ring road 
around Colorado. You could take that and basically go any go anywhere around the metro area. And let me state that the metro area is, from what I've seen, huge. Point being, it was supposed to be this a, a giant circle of a highway where you basically could take it practically anywhere, get any exit you'd need to get to I don't know where you're going. They never finished it. So there are two ends of E470 and they don't quite meet. So you probably have to take some small little B roads or a slight main road to get to the other end. Not brilliant. Anyhow, new Corvette ZR1 to be offered with 10-speed auto. That's not news because the Camaro ZL1 has it, so why wouldn't they put it in the ZR1? Well, it's news, just not surprising at all. 2018 Lexus LS on sale in February has been priced from $75,000, which is quite a lot. Let's hope it has the luxury to back it up. Daimler starts testing semi-autonomous trucks on U.S. roads. Basically, if you're driving near an autonomous truck, drop back. For the safety of you and your children. Please drop back for your own safety. Or sorry, aside from that, EPA says Tesla Model 3 has 334 miles of combined range. Aston Martin Red Bull Racing steps up partnership. They're going to be creating more cars like the Valkyrie. It's so awesome to say. <laughs> Uber CEO apologizes after firm loses a London license. Ford CEO to detail company's future next week. Which um, is actually should be about this week, sometime this week, if it happens. Nissan Altima gets a small price hike for 2018. Uh, Amazon may actually open up car de- open up some car dealerships. I highly doubt it, but they may actually start. They may actually do it. Aston Martin is letting Valkyrie customers respect every tiny detail, which is awesome. Also, it's 2.6 million, which is a lot. Actually, not a lot, considering what the Valkyrie can do, or considering what's gone into the Valkyrie. The only thing we need we need now is to see what the new Mercedes Project 1 and the Aston Martin Valkyrie can do head-to-head. Astra Sport Wagon touches down in Oz with a Holden badge. Holden's keeping the Equinox under wraps for some very odd reason. Porsche Panamera Turbo E, sorry, Turbo S E Hybrid Sports Rismo unveiled with 680 horsepower. Lexus boss says not many people will accept EVs with current battery tech, and I don't disagree with him. Jaguar Land Rover reportedly wants to buy a luxury automaker. Which one? Yet to be seen if they end up making a deal. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Now, we'll see you all after a word from our sponsors. I have a special announcement to make. You can now go on Amazon.com, type in the search bar, Cody's Car Conundrum, and now you can find all of my new merch. And you can even buy a t-shirt that says, I listen to Cody's Car Conundrum. Yeah, telling people that you listen to such an awesome podcaster like me. That's not any kind of self-promotion at all. <laughs> but yes, all you have to do is go to Amazon.com, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then buy the shirts you want. Welcome back. Sorry I forgot about that recall. Let's get into that. Where is it? There it is. Let's see here. Ford has announced two safety campaigns and a compliance recall in North America, which focus on select F-Series vehicles. The first one covers 77 units of the F-650 and F-750 as those contain castellated nuts at the tie rods, which could have been torqued below the minimum specification in the affected vehicles. The castellated nuts and cotter pins for the tie rod on the front axle may not have been torqued to the minimum torque specification, says Ford. This may cause the tie rod to become loose in the steering axle and disconnect 
from the steering system, which may cause the driver to lose the ability to steer the passenger side wheel at low speeds, vastly increasing the risk of a crash. No kidding. No accidents or injuries have been associated with this condition, which covers vehicles made at the Escobedo assembly plant from March 4th to April 27th of 2015, and I'm kind of sorry that I may have messed up that name. Another recall was announced for the 2018 Ford F-150 Raptor Super Cab, which could be missing rivets in the roof structure. In models that are not equipped with a moonroof, these vehicles' structural integrity may have been reduced as a result, thus increasing the risk of an injury in a rollover event. Again, the manufacturer is not aware of any accidents or injuries connected to this problem that affects 42 units of the F-150 Raptor, made at Dearborn between June 8th and August 21st, 2017. Finally, 624 units of the F-150 and Super Duty vehicles from the 2017 model year, made at Dearborn, Kansas, Kentucky, and Ohio, are part of a safety compliance recall. Ford says that they may have insufficient well penetration on the seat belt buckle attachment bracket on the front passenger manual seats, and, as a result, these cannot properly restrain occupants in the event of an accident. No reports or no reports of accidents or injuries have been received to this issue either. In all three cases, owners will be contacted. Sorry, will be contacted by the Michigan-based automaker, informing them of the recall and advising them to schedule a meeting with an authorized dealer. Subsequently, technicians will take care of the faulty bits free of charge. Audi RS7 plug-in hybrid reportedly coming with 700 horsepower. Mini brand value now at five billion. They're now worth more than Ferrari, and that's saying something. Subaru is showing customized Impreza XV Outback Concepts in Tokyo. Sorry, and Outback Concepts in Tokyo. Honda i30N starts at 24,995 pounds in the UK, which makes it nearly 4,000 pounds less than the Golf GTI. So 24,000. So give or take 29,000, maybe $30,000. And that would make it about very nearly 6,000 Six to eight thousand less than a Golf GTI, which is immense. Toyota's new Gazoo lineup to include dedicated sports car, and the U.S. will get them as TRDs or Toyota Racing. It's either Toyota Racing Department or Toyota Racing Development. Subaru Direct STI S208 sharpens up for Tokyo debut. Mercedes Sprinter previewed in a teaser sketch. New Subaru Viz- Visiv performance concept previews an autonomous sports sedan. Lincoln Dealer says people are swapping BMW 7 Series for the new Continental, which to me isn't isn't necessarily completely surprising. I just want to know how many. And on one hand, there's I'd, there's probably one 7 Series buyer, but there's probably subcategories of that kind of buyer, and I'd like to know which one it is, if there is. JLR to launch new Road Rover. And I thought I just misset it as Range Rover. No, no, it's true. JLR to launch new Road Rover. Ooh, look at us. But do Road Rover family by 2020. Uh, I roll. Chinese startup teases Biden EV for CES. And it kind of actually looks like a SAT from the teaser image. Mazda 6 recalled over power steering issues. Chevrolet Camaro GT4R priced from $249,000. Similarly, even though you probably can't get it now, a Viper GT3R is $459,000. So... Hey, take your pick. Jaguar Racing picks up Nelson PK for Formula E. Porsche recalls nearly all 2003-206 Cayennes in America over fuel leak. And that seems to be something I covered last week. However, though, we still have one bit of news that hasn't been covered yet, and that's the power steering on the Mazda 6. 
Mazda has announced a recall of over 60,000 Mazda 6 sedans due to a wiring issue with power steering and airbags. According to a recall notice published by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, there is excessive weld, sp weld spatter on the front passenger seat frame. Due to this weld spatter, there is a possibility that the occupant classification sensor wire harness may contact the weld spatter over time. Eventually, this could lead to a short circuit of the, of the harness, triggering multiple warning lights on the instrument cluster and potentially a loss of power steering and the deactivation of the airbags. Mazda 6 vehicles involved in the recall were constructed between November 3rd, 2014 and December 9th, 2015. There have been no reports of loss of control, accidents, or injuries related to this issue. To fix the problem, Mazda will notify all affected owners on September 29th, which has been which has passed, and attach a protective pad on the seat frame. If the harness has already been damaged, they will apply insulating tape to avoid further wear. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed the podcast, and I will see you all next week. You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash C slash Viper for Life ACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye, until next time.